welcome to you, me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Mad Men. That's right. It's one of our favorite shows. I like it. Mm-hmm. Although we were kind of late to the party watching it. We were late to the party. Mm-hmm. I would say fashionably late. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. So that's fair. <laughs> yeah. We didn't start watching Mad Men until like 2012 or 13 or 14. 14. 2014. We started watching it. We watched it. We binged the whole series leading up to the final like half season right. in like April of 2015 or 14 yeah, or something like that. Mad Men premiered in uh, summer 2007 yeah. on AMC, went for seven seasons and we didn't get into it until almost the very end and then we... We wanted to be part of the whole watching the finale kind of thing. We did. We did. Yeah. My sister's doing that right now with Game of Thrones, I think. Oh. Yeah. I... I don't have an interest in doing that, well, to be honest. I'm kind of dreading when we have to do the Game of Thrones Really? You don't episode. like dragons and It's whatnot? not my thing. Are there dragons in Game of Thrones? Yes, there I've are never watched dragons. Game of Thrones I either. Don't, I don't know anything about dra- Game of Thrones. The one thing I do know is there are dragons. Are there dragons in Mad Men? No, there are no dragons. Okay, because there were none in the first episode. None in the first episode. You never know. Yeah. I mean, we know. We watched the whole thing. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> would it be improved with dragons? No. Would it... What if you were to train your dragon and then it was on Mad Men? Stop. I'm sorry. Stop it. They're still making those movies, <laughs> I know, you know? I can't they just released it. another one. I know. Train your dragon. Move on. <laughs> right. He's fine. Have He's self sufficient. He's a self sufficient <laughs> dragon. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, what we do here is we break down pilot episodes of TV shows mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about Mad Men today. It's a Thursday. Well, it's not a Thursday right now. It's a. I don't even know. I didn't work today. I don't know what day it is. Friday? Today's Friday. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we are going to release episodes every Monday. Originally, mm-hmm. we were going to do it every Monday and Thursday. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's too much work. It's a lot of work. We um, This is our second episode of the podcast recorded about two months after the first episode. We had high hopes and ambition when we first started yeah. recording. We said, oh, that went well. Let's record some more. And then when we tried to record the next episode... Our baby cried through the whole thing. Yeah, it was. It was rude. rude. It was rude. Frankly, it, it was rude. rude. <laughs> yeah. He's quiet right now. He's yeah. sleeping, and hopefully, he's adorable. Hopefully, it stays that way. Yeah, and I don't know where Diane is. Diane's our cat. Yeah, she so. also. Can she get likes noisy. to be disruptive. Yeah, yeah she, she'll shake things up a little bit. Maybe she she'll drop by up. later. We'll have a special guest the second half of the episode. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, she dresses the part as far as ta- talking about Mad Men. Oh, she does. She's, she's a, a tuxedo, tuxedo cat. cat. She's well dressed. Nice, she is. <laughs> um, so Mad Men. So let's give some basic details. And, mm-hmm. and really, when we break it down, it's kind of like we're not gonna try to spoil anything, except for we. I mean, we'll spoil the first episode. Yeah, and we'll give our opinions on it. We love Mad Men, so that's our opinion on it. But we're going to we break do. it down and talk about all the details about it and all that kind of stuff. So let's just see here. It is created by Matthew Weiner. Mm-hmm. We looked up how to say his name. Yeah, and then we forgot, we forgot. but I think that it was Weiner. It's got to be Weiner. We didn't look again. <laughs> I'll assume it's Weiner. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not Weiner. All right. Yeah, okay. I know that much. Like Mark Weiner from Weinerville. Right. Old it's school not Nickelodeon. That. It's not Mark Wiener. It's not Mark Wiener's not his brother. They're different what people, if Mad different Men families, I think. Had the Wienerville vibe. If you haven't seen Wienerville, just like look at it. it was if real, you haven't seen Wienerville, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. It wasn't around that long even. <laughs> I know, it, but 
How what are you doing you with know? your life? You missed out on this show that aired from like 1993 <laughs> uh, to 1994. Look it up on YouTube. I don't know if that's the right years. Anyway, this show, Mad Men, prepared July or premiered July 19, 2007. Very different vibes from Wienerville. <laughs> <laughs> the final episode aired on May 17, 2015. Uh, aired on AMC. You can stream it on Netflix if you got Netflix. That's where mm-hmm. we watched it on. We're going to talk about the pilot episode. The title of that episode... Smoke gets in your eyes. Which is a song. Was Were you singing it just then? No, I was just you saying You sang it. a little bit, though. Is that the tune? No, it's like, smoke gets in your eyes. If Stop, you liked Gia's singing, make please sing make sure <laughs> in your <laughs> iTunes review that you give it five stars and say that her singing is beautiful. No, don't. don't How does it go? It. Smoke no, I'm not going to do it. Your eyes. Well, anyway, it's called Smoke It's In Your Eyes. That's a song. And um, here's the Netflix description of it. In the 1960s, alcohol and sexual banter was just another day at the office. But the facade is about to crack. Yeah, so that's... Uh, is that a good description? It's pretty vague. It I'd is say. a little vague. Yeah. Although this this show, there are a lot of facades. A lot of uh, things lot not of what facades. they seem. Yeah. Um, so... We'll start it off. Our man Don Draper. Yeah. Donald Draper, played by the beautiful, elegant, handsome John Ham. John Ham. John Ham, who nobody wanted to date in the nineties. Can we take a little sidebar here? <laughs> yeah, I think this is an important sidebar, so go ahead. If you have not seen the clip of John Ham on the dating show The Big Date, hosted by I believe it was hosted by Roger Lodge, who hosted Blind Date, which I used to love watching Blind Date. It's a fun <laughs> show. Um, he's on it. And he does not get picked. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird setup, but you're able to like pick twice or something, or there's yeah. multiple girls. I Nobody picked him. I definitely would have picked him. He was so witty he was and very obviously witty. handsome. He was a little goofy. What did like, he say? Like what did he though. say overall? Like he kept saying, like, we'll go out and we'll have a fabulous night with fabulous food and fabulous dance. It was something Lots like that. Of fabulosity, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It but was he very... Was, he was clearly being silly and I was into it. Okay, all yeah. right. The girl was not into it. She though. was not. She picked a guy that I think had bleached hair because it yeah. was from the 90s. Yeah, so. so he got rejected then. He almost got rejected from Mad Men. I heard that um, in casting the show, the people who were in charge of casting didn't think he had enough sex appeal for the role of John Those Draper. Those people are ridiculous. I know. I don't know what they're thinking. Well, originally, too, uh, speaking of the casting, I, I read that, um, who's the guy? John Slattery? Yeah. Is that the main guy? Mm-hmm. Like the main other guy? That's Coop- yeah. Sterling. Sterling. That's Roger Sterling. So Roger, I think when they originally pitched it to Roger or to uh, John Slattery, they pitched it as he was going to be Don Draper because they I wanted him like to be attached to it. Because I think it was like several years earlier, too, that... Like it didn't get made till 2007, but I think when they originally pitched the show, yeah, it Matthew Weiner had this earlier, so Slattery would have been younger and maybe a more that's true, age that's true, Draper. yeah, and yeah, and I think Matthew Weiner had this script kind of around for a while, while. and mm-hmm. he also worked on the show Becker too, which I found on Wikipedia. I've never seen Becker. I've never watched Becker. Um, I can't think of any Ted Danson shows I have watched other than Kirby Curb. Enthusiasm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Becker, I believe, is very different than Mad Men. Yeah, I think. No, it is. But yeah, it's like a, it's a CBS sitcom sure. from the late 90s, I think. You don't know that it doesn't have a very Mad Men vibe. Well, I will say this first episode of Mad Men, one thing that kind of stands out, and when I was reading some of the old reviews of it too, there was positives and negatives on the same topic, is that this is a drama, 
mm-hmm. it's definitely not a dramedy or anything like that. But it's funny. It is funny. It's I very think, witty. Yeah, and I think they take a lot of those sitcom kind of sensibilities and put them in there. I mean, there's a lot of not not necessarily well, there's a few one liner kind of jokes, but there's things like, for example, you've got Peggy, this uh secretary on her first day, mm-hmm. and there's like the the typewriter and Joan, who's showing her around, is saying like, uh, I hope you can handle all this technology. And it's like a typewriter right. and it's like a funny little visual gag. There's a lot of funny visual gags like that. Speaking of the technology, yeah. that comes up later too when we'll get through some of the plot points here, but Don is upset that uh, somebody read some papers that he had thrown away and he says mm-hmm. a line like, it's not like there's some kind of magical machine that makes copies of things. Yeah. <laughs> Referring to a copy machine, but that's like a goofy, like he says it so straight Yeah, so there's you know, a lot of irony in the show that's just kind of based on, you know, it taking place, what, 50 years earlier than when it premiered? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Because yeah. it uh, takes place in the year... 1960. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What were uh, you going to say? <laughs> that's yeah. what I was going to say. Another thing that contributes to the, the humor on the show is that everybody talks in witticisms, basically, because this is a show about people in advertising, people who make a living off of, you know, being quick-witted and having, like, a slogan for everything, and that's how they talk just to each other. Well, yeah, one of the opening scenes, so there's the first scene, which I love, and maybe we can come back to it, but the second scene, when you see Don with his mistress, though we don't know it's really his mistress yet, yet, but he's with Midge, and there's a line where he says, uh, I got got some ideas that I need to pitch to you, and she's Mm -hmm. like, if that's what you think it is, I'm pretty sure I've heard all your ideas, you know, mm-hmm. implying that sex is what they were talking right, about. Right, right. And there was another line that she said, too, because she works, I think she might, she's either a freelance writer or something, but My she was working on. My is that she's maybe a freelance artist, maybe working for, like, Hallmark or something. Well, she right was now, working, working on, on greeting cards for Grandparents arts. Day. Yeah. And right before they um, go to bed for the evening, she says... Uh, something like, I'm going to show you 100 ways to say I love you, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like slowly undressing, and it's uh, it's just very silly. You know? Yeah. But it's serious, too. It's it's a nice mix between those two vibes. Right, right. I was, um, when we were preparing for this episode and I was taking notes, I was trying to write down like my favorite quotes from the episode, and it became just too overwhelming there's because too like much. everything is so quotable. But I think show. there's one part in the opening scene. So to go back to that, you've got Don Draper sitting at a you know kind of crowded restaurant bar mm-hmm. area. He's at a table. There's people drinking and smoking at the bar, and he's writing on a napkin because mm-hmm. he's got this cigarette ad pitch that he's got to do. Yeah. And they've got problems with doing the cigarette ads. Can you explain some of that? Yeah. So Don Draper works for an advertising agency. One of their clients is Lucky Strike Cigarettes. So they're working on a new campaign for Lucky. Lucky Strike based on um, this new report that's just come out in Reader's Digest saying that smoking is bad for you. Apparently that was news in (laughs) 1960. Um, People had kind of suspected it for a while, but now there's sort of this definitive proof that's kind of widely known now through this Reader's Digest story. And And so so he's got to figure out a way to market it the way they wanted to with like health claims. So they got to solve that problem. How are they going to market these cigarettes and keep people smoking knowing that they kill you? Right. And so (laughs) he's coming up with all these ideas because he's got a big pitch the next day with the Lucky Strike people. Yeah. It was interesting to me seeing him just writing it on a napkin. 
and kind of a sign of the times because I I work in advertising and right. when I when I get ideas I text them to myself. Oh yeah, you know, that's kind of what you d- would do now, but. You used to have to rely on cocktail napkins. There you go. Yeah. You could just create a document on, uh, your, ph- no. <laughs> on your phone. No, that's well, not for me. Well, that's nice. <laughs> um, and so anyway, he's there and the bartender or busboy or whatever comes by. I think it's a busboy. I'm yeah. not sure because somebody else gets him into the drink, but he comes by. It's a black man mm-hmm. and they start talking back and forth about... Lucky Strike cigarettes, and they talk about why do you smoke what you smoke, and he's like, that's what they gave me in the service, and mm-hmm. this idea that all these men had been in the Korean War is kind of a big, well, it is a big point. We'll talk more about yeah. that in a little bit. including Don. Including Don, and including Dick Whitman. Uh, oh. We'll come back to oh, that. <laughs> well, are we spoiling that part of it? We, yeah, well, yeah, gonna, we'll just tell spo- you his name. We're not I mean, going to, yeah. this isn't totally spoiler free, guys. It's mostly, we're, we're going to, we want you to, if you haven't seen it, to. It'll be spoiler light. Spoiler light. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> that's like on the back of your car when you want to get a spoiler, but you want a very small one. <laughs> Tiny little one. Anyway, he's talking to the waiter. Well, he's talking to the bus boy and a white waiter comes up and says, mm-hmm. is Sam bothering you? And Don says, no, we're actually just having a conversation is that okay? Mm-hmm. And the implication there is that this black man is bothering Don Draper and Don's yeah. like, no, I'm just talking to him, which I think is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's his save the cat moment. Yeah, really. It shows him, uh, you know, he's a which good he's guy. Which he's going to need by the time we get to the end of this episode. Oh yeah. Cause Don <laughs> Draper is a flawed individual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's a bad guy. No, he's he, complex. He's a complex man. He's a difficult man. I wouldn't want to be married to him. Is what no. I'll say about Don. Yeah, Draper. that wouldn't be. Would would probably, you know. Oh, obviously. Okay, yeah, right, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's a he's a yeah he's a difficult man. I feel like there's a lot of shows around this time. The whole like difficult men kind of prestige TV type of things. Like yeah, that. yeah, and it's um interesting too. You were talking about earlier how this show, it's. It's a drama. It's not a dramedy. It's not a sitcom, obviously. But to me, it kind of seems like a, almost a counterpoint to this the sitcoms that people grew up with in the 50s and 60s and that we, as 90s kids, grew up watching on, like, Nick at Night. Oh, like, talking um, about things like Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, Dick Van Dyke or Bewitched, where they work in advertising. And, oh, um, right. Yeah, or, or Dick Van Dyke, where, um, you know, the dads are... A writer in the city. Yeah, right? in the city. That's a similar and they go, kind of thing. The dads go off to work in the city, but we're mostly seeing them at home. Was Dick Van Dyke cheating on his wife with that's, a greeting I card know, lady? That's what I wonder. Oh, that's terrible. That's what I wonder now. What are you doing, Dick? Yeah. So it's, this is kind of showing you like the dark side of uh, all those sitcoms you grew up loving and yeah. uh, thinking everybody had just the perfect American dream kind of life. Right. Yeah. Oh man. So that so that's kind of a central theme of Mad Men, I would say, is infidelity and Dawn's infidelity most prominently. And so we, watching this episode, when we watched it, Mad Men had been part of the zeitgeist for many years. So I was aware of the kind of plot of Mad Men before we ever started watching it. So I knew that Dawn had a a family and that he was cheating on his wife before we ever came into it. Yeah, we knew that. We could tell, yeah. But I think when the show premiered, the effect that you were supposed to get was when we meet Don Draper in the episode, he's just living the bachelor life. Just a bachelor working about town because at the end of the episode, and we'll kind of jump around the episode, I guess, a little bit, but at the end of the episode, 
he is finally returning home after being in the city for at least he stayed stayed the night he with, spent the night with Mid, Midge, with Midge his mistress. yeah and then and then he worked the on, whole next day yeah and then after work went out with another woman oh that's true but that Rachel was work Mankin. that was, that was work, work related was that was work related but like not the kind of work related you probably tell your wife yeah about. he was yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> excuse me yeah <laughs> um but yeah he was definitely flirting with his client Rachel Minkin and right and the topic of marriage came up with both of those women that's true yeah he, when he was when he, he wanted was to marry Midge, Midge. yeah all of his reasons were like you let me come over whenever I want or something right. like that and yeah, it was it like was, that's um, a weird a strange idea of marriage yeah, that he was proposing to her and she um wasn't interested but anyway. at the very end of the episode as he's getting off the train in the suburbs and pulling up to a house he goes into a house and then there's you know this blonde woman in in the bed of the house and uh-huh. we find out that that's his wife yeah and he's so. got two kids he's got and two kids kind of ends on this really idyllic norman rockwell-esque scene yeah, of him it, like kneeling between his two kids beds and like um, holding their heads sort holding of their heads as, lovingly as and, his wife looks in the yeah. doorway and the camera kind of pans out a little bit yeah and there's out. there's like and the music is playing. Very nostalgic music playing. What's, what's the song then? That's not the same uh, song. It's on the streets where you live. I think is what it's called. Oh, I, th- I think it is. And then also speaking of the songs that are used, um, I don't know if "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes" is even in it at all. But in that opening scene, speaking of marriage, the song that's playing is "Band of Gold." Yeah. If that's the yeah. name of it, I'm not sure. And but that's what they say over and over. I was watching the episode to see if I could see a ring on his finger. I don't think I saw one. I don't think so. And I don't think it's that he's not wearing it. I think they just intentionally maybe don't show his hand his left hand it could be throughout it but yeah so that's like a twist ending but it's a twist that didn't read as a twist to us since we already knew yeah the show. and if you listen to this podcast before watching the show obviously it won't be it's not gonna spoil anything though it's not no. like oh my goodness he's married that's so shocking like it's not that shocking uh but it does it is good as yeah far but as it, that i mean goes. it is if you were watching the show not knowing that and you get to that point at the end it would totally change your feelings about don draper i think because i think so in the in the episode up until that point if you don't know he's married he comes across as a pretty decent guy he's right a pretty decent guy i would say so he, he stands up for some people at certain times uh-huh. um and kind of to transition there let's talk about somebody he sort of stands up for at one point mm-hmm. peggy yeah. Played by Elizabeth Moss. Is that her yes, name? Yes, yeah. it is. So the show, at least the pilot episode, really focuses, I would say, on three central characters. Mm-hmm. You've got Don, who's sort of like your main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've also got Peggy's story of what she's got going on. And then you've also got Pete Campbell. God, I hate Pete Campbell. Oh, he is the <laughs> worst. He's the worst. <laughs> so Peggy, it's her first day yep. at Sterling Cooper, the advertising agency where they work. Mm-hmm. And she's being shown around by Joan and really Joan who is the secretary sort of office manager yeah yeah and really you know it's it's so many just little silly things that she has to do I mean obviously she's learning the job a little bit but we Mm -hmm. see at one point she has to she doesn't have to but Joan recommends that she goes to get birth control from oh, yeah. her gynecologist like in the middle of the day to get a birth control prescription. Yeah, which costs $11, by the way, which is a lot back then. It's a lot back then. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Peggy's just kind of, she seems very, in this first episode, naive mm-hmm. and shy. shy kind, of, kind of innocent. Innocent. Because I want to say she seems stupid or anything like no. that because she doesn't really talk that much. Um, 
and you will she find seems out overwhelmed, she is a little say. overwhelmed um you will find out later not to spoil anything she's not stupid at all and you find no. that out pretty soon and she's not so innocent necessarily and i'm not i'm not, not i'm not judging her innocent. i'm just saying by the standards of the time what we thought was innocence was not right yeah and so what do we want to say about peggy and some of the things that she's got going on um i guess that's most of it to tie it in with she's trying to figure out how to fit into this new world like this is her i think first job working in that's what it sounds like city fresh out of the steno pool and she's whatever that means (laughs) i think i think it means like secretarial yeah, because she went to a secretarial school and stenographer is probably yeah. where that comes from. Yeah, just a little off topic. My, I had an old boss who um, was a creative director in advertising mm-hmm. and she used to work or she went to um, school. school. No, she went to school back in the 60s and she would tell us that her teacher told us to never learn how to type because she'd just end up as somebody's secretary. And so she never learned to type. Oh, she still nice. didn't know how to type. But she's, oh, she's running things. She should learn it now. <laughs> she, <laughs> it's 2019. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Seems like someone more qualified <laughs> should be doing her job. Somebody can type. So anyway, Peggy's story kind of transitions and, and ties in with, with Pete's story. Well, definitely ties in with it by the end of the episode. But so Pete Campbell, 26 years old. Although that seems old to me. Uh, when they say that in there, I felt like he should have seemed a little younger. He should have been a younger age because he's like this young, up-and-coming guy. Not that 26 mm-hmm. is old, but like they, they portray him as this guy fresh out of college. Sort Do of. they say 26? I guess yeah, that does Yeah, Don seem, Asson. Yeah. Seem kind of old. Seemed like 24 or something, 23 like maybe even. Yeah. Married, settled. I mean, we got married when I was 24. You were 25. Mm, so, so yeah. but marriage, Pete Campbell, talking about marriage again coming mm-hmm. up in the episode, his whole story here is that he's this sort of up and coming accounts man, which is more of the sales side of things as opposed to the creative side. Yeah, like although the, he does the play a role side, in that. The yeah. managing client relations side of things. Right. And he'll his this whole cigarette meeting is important for him too, and he'll be sitting in, in that meeting as well. But mm-hmm. um his main story is that he's getting married on Sunday. Yeah, and we we hear him on the, we overhear him on the phone with his um, bride-to-be, and he says something like, of course I love you, I'm giving up my my life to be with you, aren't I? What a a piece of trash. Such a terrible thing to say. Oh, man, we see a picture, too, of, um, what's her name? What's his his wife's name? Oh. Pete Campbell and Trish. Trish? Pete and Trish. Yeah, I I think think so. Yeah. Which is later played by Allison Brie. Yeah. But the picture, I think when we watched the episode with Trudy, commentary. Trudy Campbell. Tr- why did I say Trish? I don't know. It's a similar name. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, Trudy. <laughs> when we see the picture, it's actually Matthew Weiner's mom. Mother. Yeah. Because yeah. they hadn't cast her yet. Yeah. She's on Community as well. Yeah. Fun fact. So Pete Campbell is another guy I would not want to be married to. No, he's terrible. When he first sees Peggy and he's like, uh, I don't know what he says, like, uh, where are you from? What are you, Amish or something? Yeah. And, and then he says like. Uh, he's just like beating her down. He like, really is. And then after the he's time. commenting on her body and stuff, Don, Same, I don't know if Don tells him to stop or she says something. things, but also like not flattering. I no. Mean, not that it's ever flattering Wouldn't kill you when a to guy show is some like. Legs harassing you but um no he's saying like that he doesn't find her attractive right basically. and then he said 
when they told him to stop or when it was implied that he should stop, he goes, I'm just working my way up. And it's like, whoa, man, come on, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a terrible man. Yeah. But anyway, he's got this bachelor party. Mm-hmm. He's kind of fired up. Maybe he's just fired up for that. No, he's a terrible man. He's terrible all the no, way through. There are no excuses <laughs> for Pete Campbell. <laughs> and um, they're going to be going to a, a strip club mm-hmm. or if that if you can call it that, I guess. That's what they call yeah, it, I think. It's a strip club. It, they were stripping. Th- there was some stripping, yeah. It was, yeah, but it was like it you was, didn't find it alluring. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was very like classy. It, it, it looked more like a burlesque. Not, yeah. I mean, burlesque it, probably. There's yeah. a lot of other things that go along with burlesque, but it was more of a performance. Uh, you know, it wasn't like yeah. a seedy like strip New York strip club type. of... That's how no, they would was talk. Like, was that a good voice it was for, for that? Like, rich I don't people. know. If that was a good voice. It wasn't a New York accent though. No, I, mean, I don't know what that was. New York. That was just my seedy kind of voice. All right, that, like that works for me. It works for you? <laughs> it does. Well, all right. I'll use that more. <laughs> New York. Do any of them have New York accents in this show? I don't think anybody no, does. I don't think so. I was thinking of um, Sal. Salvatore, the Let's Italian. Let's talk about Sal. But he doesn't have one of those accents. I would think if anyone was going to have a New York accent, it'd it be the be Italian Sal. man, Sal. because yeah, they um, make a point of calling out the fact that he's an Italian because the <laughs> Italians were... Ethnic minority, I guess, in the 1960s. Oh, that's true. Well, Italians and, and Jews, which comes Certainly, up as well. yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. They've got, well, one, what is the line? He says, um, do we have any Jews working for us? And Don <laughs> says, not on my watch. Yeah. So, uh, another so point lost for Don there. Man, another strike against you, man. Uh, but they want to see if they've got a Jew working for them. I don't think that's the right way to say it. A Jewish person. Yes, that uh, that is... <laughs> How they say it on the show. That's how they say it on the show, to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> they got any Jews working for them? Yeah. Um, they have to go all the way to the mailroom, but they find one. They do. That's what they say. Because they've got, in addition to the cigarette meeting, where mm-hmm. they've got to impress them, they've got um, Mencken's department store coming. Mm-hmm. And it is a Jewish department store. Mm-hmm. And so as which part of their pitch. Which is run by a woman. It which is, is run. Um, Everybody's a little put off by, including Dawn. So well, it, that not, fun. That's another fun another little part. Strike Dawn, that's I guess. true. That's another fun little sitcommy part, though, because when they come in for the meeting, Don introduces introduces himself to the Jewish guy they found from the mail room. Yeah. Because he thinks that's one of the clients. One of the clients, Minkins, no. and Roger's like, "Oh, you remember uh, this guy from." The art department. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they had to bring up somebody to look impressive and to show that they got Jewish people working for them. And anyway, that meeting does not go well because Don does not like being talked to the way he's talked to by Mankins. What's her first name? Rachel. Rachel Mankins. Yeah. Who will be a main love interest for Don? Yeah. And really, the yeah. Series. Yeah. Don't no, I think if he has real feelings for anyone, it's for Rachel. Even but not he, in this episode. No. In this episode, they kind of butt heads a little bit. and uh, But he does find her to be fascinating, I think, and, and alluring, I, I would think. Yeah, because I think that is what he... He likes these women that are creative to... and in power yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, he does. Which his wife, even though... I would say that she is those things, but I would say that she's not those things to Don, maybe. Because we do meet her later mm-hmm. more and we see that she is a fully... But isn't that Don's fault? I oh, mean, yeah, it's totally his fault. She, I believe she wanted to be a model. She did. She was a and model. And she did model. That's when how he met, met her. she met Dawn, yeah. and then she stopped because she got married, which is what 
a lot, a of, lot women of women did. did because a lot of their husbands wanted them to. Right. Um, so she eventually wants to get back into modeling. She and, does. Um, but we won't need to I talk too much about future episodes. No, but there is but irony I, there that he kind of shut that. The thing he's attracted to, he shut that he down. He shut it down in her. And she, I think, and that's kind of that self-sabotaging that uh, he'll do throughout the series. Yeah. And Betty, Betty Draper, Dawn's wife, right. we only meet her at the very end. And I wish we had more of her because I'd really like to talk more about her. She's she's great. She's my favorite character, and I think that's um I'm I have a minority opinion on that. I don't think Betty is very well liked, and there are reasons to dislike Betty, but uh, I like her a lot. Oh, uh, you know, I like her too. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. I like Don a lot. Yeah. Um, are there any other other random characters that we like? All the ladies working the the switchboard. The switchboard ladies, <laughs> including um, Flo, Flo from Flo <laughs> from Progressive, yeah. working there. I don't remember. I don't think they're on any more than just the pilot episode. No, there's another episode where they're all reading a um, romance novel. They're reading Lady Shatterley's Lover, oh, and they're like right. all passing it around the office and like giggling about it. Yeah, but, so, yeah, and you've got that's interesting that you got Flo from Progressive in there, which yeah, she's not. As far as I know, I, I haven't seen her in a lot of other acting roles, but my goodness, she's so recognizable and famous now. It's crazy. Yeah. And then there's also the other woman. Oh, gosh. What is her name? I don't know her name, but she's a she's a comedian that I see in a lot of shows popping uh, up here and she's there. She's in like Bob's Burgers. She's been on Flight of the Concords. Yeah. She's in a whole bunch of stuff. You yeah. Look that up. I feel bad. I feel like we should say her name. I know her name. When I hear her name, I'll be like, oh, that's her name. Is she a main character on Flight of the Concords? I mean, there's only like five or six main characters. Right, we should do that cool. show sometime because I don't think you ever really watched that. No, we kind of watched it a few times. I, I like it. It's a fun show. We got HBO right now, guys, because we've been watching True Detective season Kristen three. Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yeah. Anyway, Gia wanted to come on here and just spoil True Detective season three. She was like, I got to talk about Listen, it. I've got a theory. By the time this episode of our podcast comes out, people will have had over a week That's to true. watch the true detective but they're just Valley. coming and in I here have, to hear about Mad Men. I and here you are giving given all these spoilers. Fine, I won't talk about We're it. We're not going to spoil it. But Fine. if we ever do a true detective one, maybe we can jump in there and talk about season two and three also. Not season two, all right. obviously. All right. Oh my I won't gosh. say what we're all thinking. I don't think we're all thinking of it because you think it's this this uh, very, very hot take. Anyway, let's go back to the show. The cigarette scene. Let's talk about that a little okay. bit. The scene where they are trying to impress these cigarette folks, um, the the Lucky Strike men. Yeah. And uh, Which one of those Lucky Strike men comes back in a big way mm-hmm. later on. And uh, the main Lucky Strike guy, I don't know what they call them. Uh, he's on Law and Order sometimes. <laughs> it's and a he father plays a, and son. It's a father and son. Yeah. The father plays a lawyer on Law and Order SVU at least. Maybe the other Law and Order sometimes. He's sometimes the uh, really? defense attorney sometimes. Oh. Yeah, he's like got that southern voice. He's like, well, our cigarettes don't kill anybody. Yeah. Was that a good Law, impression? I feel Law like that was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. Law and Order SVU, by the way, I think gives defense attorneys a bad name. They're all like, kind yeah. of, they're never like a good, good oh. guy. Like like my, really looking out my for clients cigarettes never accused. killed anybody <laughs> at all yeah <laughs> yeah anyway cigarettes kill people guys and uh, they've got to find a way to make them not seem like they kill people Pete Campbell has the bright idea to jump in here when Don Draper is sort of flustered a little bit and sort of uh, regurgitate read off some of these research findings they found a little earlier in the episode that a psychologist kind of gave them about how mm-hmm. we all have a death wish yeah and how we smoke because we want to die. That's what Freud said, or something like that. Right, and, and that doesn't go over well with these guys at all. Yeah, because they and which is why Don didn't use 
Right. That's why Don didn't use it. That's why he threw them away. Because the the cigarette people, the Lucky Strike clients don't want to believe that their product kills people, even though it totally does. Definitely kills people, guys. Even though I think in the real world, the way that big tobacco has continued to exist is precisely because of that whole death wish mentality, like maybe not explicitly in their advertising, but certainly like having characters smoke in movies. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always like the cool, tough, bad guy. Is it still? I don't even think I've seen people smoking in things anymore. But certainly like in the... 70s 80s oh, like yeah. yeah yeah but if you smoke the then you know you look cool and you look older exactly That's so right. it's the <laughs> so it's the it's the death the wish thing it's exactly what that do they smoke in the movie death wish i've never seen the movie death wish oh my gosh i feel like they just added I'll bet the, they do. Uh, bruce willis remake on on hulu i think i saw that on there do you want to watch that <laughs> no, tonight after this i really don't charles we'll watch charles bronson's version <laughs> and then we'll watch the bruce willis one and we'll do a special bonus episode that's not happening. It's not happening, guys. <laughs> Don't wait around for that. that would no. Be, well, it's not going to come out later tonight anyways. It's not coming out at all. We're not watching Death Wish. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, as the cigarette guys are walking out the door, Don, you can see the wheels turning in his head, mm-hmm. and he's like... I don't even know how he stops him, what he says, but basically everybody, the the idea that he points out is that everybody, well, they say everyone has this problem. Yeah, all the Cig- cigarette tobacco companies, companies have this problem. And so... He's like, uh, this is the greatest advertising opportunity since cereal. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your product. And they kind of list some things about their product. And, and they say something about how it's toasted. And yeah. he goes, oh, let me write that down. It's toasted, which seems so simple, but is supposed to be so impressive. And it is. It is. Right, yeah, but it is dumb how like simplistic things were. Like, we can just say it's toasted. Yeah. So the his guy, idea is basically to just ignore the whole Ignore the death stuff. Thing. We don't need to just talk about talk the health about claims. Just talk about something else. Just talk about how it's toasted. Yeah. Talk about how it, it feels good. It's fun. You right. You know, you can, I mean, like. You just you, don't have to talk. About it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in that, you kind of see the magic of Don Draper because that wins them over. And they sort of, you know, that's he he won that fight there. Yeah. And that also sets up a conflict between Don and Pete. You can tell from the beginning of the episode, he's not into Pete. No. And this kind of solidifies it. Pete going around his back to grab those notes. And, and that's where he yells at him and makes that copy machine joke. That's not a joke, but it's mm-hmm. a joke to us now. He also, when scolding Pete, I don't think, I don't know if it's that part or an earlier part. It's after Pete kind of, uh, you know, uh, hits on hits on Peggy or whatever, whatever he did. When he <laughs> harasses was, Peggy. Harasses Peggy. And uh, he says, you know, I bet the world looks like one big giant bra strap to you. Um, uh-huh. And um, he is, you know, pointing out that, you know, you can't behave like that. And that's terrible. Yeah. Of course, Pete doesn't, he doesn't kind of follow those that advice because by <laughs> no. the end of the episode just like we saw don knocking on a woman's door earlier when he was mm-hmm. going to meet midge we see pete knocking on a woman's door and now he says when he's on the phone with trudy earlier i'll stop by after the bachelor party i want to see you tonight mm-hmm. um so logically you would think maybe that's where he's stopping mm-hmm. that's not where he's stopping no he's, he's stopping going to peggy's i don't know how he got that address they maybe need to have some tighter restrictions on hr at the <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's weird. Cooper, but um, yeah. And he was, I guess, he was just infatuated with her, and or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. He just went to a strip club and he got shot down by some girl that he tried to feel up her leg. So, Mm -hmm. but he sort of booty calls her in a way. Yeah, and and, uh, she seems into it. 
Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, and that's where his story kind of ends off on the episode. And that's where her story ends on the episode. And, uh, and that'll come back. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely <laughs> that'll come, come back. back. But um, you talked about how um, that clash between Pete and Don and Don kind of disapproving of everything that Pete says and does. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because Don is kind of saying and doing, well, he's doing all the same things, but maybe not saying the same things. You know, he's he's also oh, right. yeah, he's a big cheating cheater. On his wife. He's also kind of treating women poorly, but not as openly. I mean, he did say, I I can't be talked, uh, I'm not going to let a woman talk like that to me, to Rachel Mankins. That's true. I mean, that's a little different than being like, hey, girl, show me them legs or whatever. Yeah. But do you think like the whole death wish thing that came up with the the cigarettes and Royd, are we seeing more of a Freudian kind of like Don is the super ego and Pete is the the id kind of thing? Yes, because I I do recall what those (laughs) words mean. (laughs) Stop. Like the id being like acting out your most like base animalistic okay, yeah. instincts and the super ego being like you think about what you're doing and you don't necessarily act on your urges. And who's who? <laughs> Don is the super ego. All right. Pete, Doesn't act on it. Yeah. Wait. Pete is the id. But he's sleeping with other women. That's true. I guess he is. He's acting on it, but he's not acting like it. Can we take a sidebar here? Um, I used to watch. I don't see. You're not going to like this, but I used to watch the show Doug on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. just to tie it back in with some old Nickelodeon I like Doug. shows. I know you like Doug. I also used to watch Brand Spanking New Doug or Disney's oh, Doug yeah, as it's sometimes that's called. That's where you lost me. That's where I lost you. But there's an episode where they all have to do book reports mm-hmm. and Skeeter does his on whatever Freud's book was or something like that. Interpretation of dreams. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe he just is like, I'm read Freud's book. I don't know. Uh-huh. But he dresses half of his body like Superman and the other half is just Skeeter and he turns his face to the side and he's like, I am the ego. And then he goes, I am the super ego and turns the other way. And that's his whole book report. <laughs> Nobody read their books. That's the whole plot because there's a whole thing. There's a TV camera crew coming to watch them do their book reports. It's a fantastic episode. I love it. Um, Roger, not Roger Sterling, but Roger Klotz does a book report <laughs> on his own autobiography uh-huh. or not autobiography, but biography. It's a fantastic episode, guys. I don't know where that's streaming, but I would go find that and I would do that show. But uh uh, enough of that sidebar there. I think we've covered most of the major plot points of the episode. Yeah, I think so. And um, some of the other things that I want to talk about. One is that I did look up some quotes that came out like as part of like an oral history of the first episode that I thought just was interesting. Um, John Hamm, as he was talking about the script, they said uh, that they shot the pilot. Here's the part. Oh, now here's the quote I want to read. It was a script unlike any I had ever... I had really ever read from a dramatic standpoint, from a world building standpoint, as a piece of literature. It was just compelling. There wasn't anything like it, like this. This guy was so deeply disturbed and broken in so many ways, and yet the facade was so perfect. I thought that was a good mm. quote because it really sums up a lot of stuff and also this idea that it was like literature, I think mm-hmm. is kind of a big part. You know, it's a big thing with this show because this is one of, I would say, only maybe a few shows that really are treated in that way, in this literary sense, the yeah, way the stories are told, the way like the characters a, are made. like a Hemingway story or like Raymond Carver or something. It's not, by which I mean, it's not like an action-packed show. There's not like a ton of stuff going down, but somehow it's still good and interesting, even mm-hmm. without like a lot of action. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and it's also beautiful to look at. 
Because of John Hamm. <laughs> because of John Hamm, but also just the whole mid-century. That whole mid-century aesthetic. modern stuff. Let me just tell you, not you, you the listener. <laughs> we recorded our last episode in our walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. It was a very small room. <laughs> it was. So this one, I don't know if it sounds different or not, but we're recording it in like our kitchen, you know, big room, I guess. Great room. Great room. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'd say it's a pretty good room. <laughs> but we've got a lot of mid-century stuff because we started kind of watching Mad Men right around the time where we were buying furniture. Yeah, around the time we had enough money to buy furniture was around the time we were watching Mad Men. So, so it worked all out. We're all, the you know, we got all this mid-century stuff. It's all very cool looking. Yeah. What are so other what thanks, what if, what is what's another <laughs> show we could have watched and then it would have influenced all of our style? I mean, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So if we had been watching Game of Thrones, we'd, <laughs> we'd have, have like thrones. castles. We'd have thrones. We'd be sitting in thrones. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> anyway, some other things that we kind of you know I want to talk about in this podcast. I think we talked about a little bit on the last episode. Um, just these little ideas of things we could talk about, such as like if there was a spinoff of this show, um, mm-hmm. you know, either based on the pilot or based on the series altogether. Who who would you like to see have a spinoff? What would you like to see? Is there any characters? Here's what I would like to see. It's Peggy's first day, right? Mm-hmm. Which means something something happened to the last secretary. Uh, and oh, Peggy yeah. is Don's secretary. I kind of want to know what's going on there. What was it? Because this guy didn't all... And we do see some of his backstory, obviously. Oh, we didn't talk about that too no, much. We, we we'll get into that in a second. I'll finish soon. my thought on this. But okay. we do see some of his backstory, some of his sort of rising up through sales and, and creative types mm-hmm. of things. Um but yeah, I want to know. I want to know what's going on there, or at least give me. Yeah, because you know, I don't know if that needs a spin. All off, we hear but. is Joan says that Don has a new secretary because Don wasn't interested in the last girl. Oh right, but yeah. it's not like he's interested in Peggy. No, either. he's not. Or but Peggy in, does impress him pretty early on. It, yeah, not it's a, not in a sexual way, which right. is what Joan seems to be implying. Yeah, but um, no, he is impressed with Peggy. That's true. Um, what about you? Um, if I had to watch a, a spinoff, I guess maybe the Switchboard Ladies. Well, the Switchboard Ladies. About. I would like to see Isn't there see a show like on Netflix or something that's about, oh, what is that show called? There's a show that like takes place in a similar time period, and I feel like it's about Switchboard Ladies. Oh, well, I'll have to look for that show. We'll look, we'll I would look probably for like it. it. <laughs> oh, man. I would Honestly, I would watch anything set in this time period because I love the clothes and the furniture yeah. and the music. I love it all. Have we watched any other shows that are set in this time period other than shows that are from this time period? Like, is there any oh, other? Oh, another one we're watching is Wonder Marvelous Years? Mrs. Oh, Mar- also Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. That's yeah. a different vibe. A very different vibe. It's not that mid-century vibe, but it is from the 60s. Yeah, but yeah. And, um, but and Marvelous, it's in the suburbs. That's true. Which is different. But, Marvelous but who knows what that dad is going to do when he goes to work or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he also know. was in Korea. Oh, That's yeah. That's a plot point in Wonder Years. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which also we'll be doing an episode of eventually. New yeah, York City. same time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a different vibe, too, in that show. It is, but similarly awesome clothes and furniture. It's fantastic. Yeah. Let's talk about the point that we were making a second ago. Yeah, so one of the themes of Mad Men, the series, is that Don has this big secret. He's got a big secret. kind of a driving force for his character's motivation. And we I see hints of else. it in the first episode. We, we do see hints of it, but I don't know, unless you knew that there was a secret, you wouldn't know that those were hints of it. You anything. just knew that the war impacted him in yeah, some way. Yeah, and yeah. you find that out just based on, like, I think the sounds of, like, cannons going off right, or, and he or looks guns at going off. His, either his purple heart or something. He yeah. looks at some kind of military 
thing that yeah, he keeps in his drawer. But you don't know that it's necessarily alluding to anything other than the fact that he was in the war. Right. Yeah. But that becomes a big part of it, which which is a cool extra layer. And I think it, maybe it's by the second episode where, where some things from his past start to come yeah, up. Yeah, I think it's the second episode maybe where we... Are we going to say what it is? Spoiler alert. Okay. Spoiler... What is it really? Well, there's not... What is Brothers? Is that what you're going to talk about? Well, we find out that... His name is not Don Draper. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, that we already spoiled that, didn't we? Well, we said Dick Whitman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll find out his name is not really Don Draper. But I think that's enough to know, because we knew that going into it, too, that he was, a, you know, secret, a secret man. <laughs> a secret man, a different identity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not the right phrase. Yeah. Um, and... So, but that's a cool plot point that I think that kind of drives things forward. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on and because I, you've got comedy, you've got mystery, uh-huh. you've got love and all those kind of things yeah. too. And I think it's just interesting in general that they didn't bring it up or even really allude to the fact that there was this mysterious identity or any questions around his identity in the first episode. Like yeah, because really... They it, didn't feel like they needed it. If this was like... I feel like if this was like a Netflix show or something uh-huh. that came out now that was like eight episodes, yeah, that would be that would be the reveal at yeah. the end of the episode. Not that he's got a wife and a family, but the reveal would be like, like oh, he uh, was actually like, in the war. Who and is his Don name, Draper? Yeah, who's who Don? is Dick Whitman? Like it would all be like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said that very sassy too. <laughs> <laughs> would they say that in the trailer? <laughs> they would. Which um, speaking of the trailer or like the previews for episodes, I think Matthew. Weiner? Is that what we're going with? We're going Matthew with Weiner. <laughs> he was notorious for like not wanting to reveal anything in the previews. So he would uh, yeah, it would say uh, com- would in the, during be, the credits when it's on TV, it'd be like yeah. coming up next week on Mad Men. And it would and just it be would just, really random dialogue from the episode yeah, that didn't give away anything. Like anything at all. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes those things still don't give away things, but this didn't give away anything. Yeah. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we only watched a few of those though because most of it was just on yeah, Netflix. But I remember weird. thinking like, what's happening next week? And we, I think we looked it up or something. And, yeah, and you that couldn't was find out. Some other things when we're talking about the show, you know, we recommend the show. That's oh, yeah. the recommendation is there. If you have not watched Mad Men, you got to watch Mad Men. Yeah, but you have, I would say you have to be in the mood and you have to mood. know what you're getting yourself into and that it's not going to be really action packed. Right. Because I think we tried to watch it. It a was, couple we, t- t- we, we tried had like two or three times, times and I kept falling asleep. Now, yeah. that's not to say I don't fall asleep he during does a lot that of shows. Lot. <laughs> I often fall asleep while we're watching TV. And I was always really driven to watch it just because of the. Um, visual appeal of it. Right. I'm not just talking about John Ham. John You're Hamm. also talking about John Slattery. Well, yeah. <laughs> These are both John. I was wondering if that gets confusing, you know, when you're like, <laughs> like, John, you stand here. John, you stand here. No, I'll, I'll bet they called them by their last names. They do that a lot with men. Oh, oh they do. Yeah. Ham, get yeah. in the game. <laughs> at, at work. That's, oh. that's what they'll call men. Do they do that at my work? I guess they. Well, usually I'm referred to by my last name they, anyway. So they would do it a lot of mine. I'm. I'm are a, you just? Are you? Are I'm just, a stay-at-home mom now, but before that. Now does our kid refer to you just by your last name? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like. Seymour, <laughs> <laughs> get over. Seymour, get over here. I'd like a bottle, bottle, please. A bottle. <laughs> no, but. They didn't do it so much with with women. It was mostly um, so a men thing. Even what now, you? what they Even what now, did they call you? They called Toots? me Gia. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was, it was not the '60s. <laughs> okay, that's good. If they if I found out now that they were calling you Toots at work, you know, you should have said something. 
I'd go in there and, and, no. I'd, uh, and I'd fight him. But they did not no, call no, me Seymour, that. I guess, okay. is, the, is the point. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> they call you Gia? Yeah. All right. Um, other things about the show. We didn't talk about the opening, the theme oh, music yeah. and all that kind of stuff. One thing about the theme music, and this got some of my favorite kind of theme music because it's the kind of theme music where it sounds like they're saying the name of the show over and over and over. So yeah. it's like, Madman, 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 Madman. Madmen, why are they so mad? Yeah, those are obviously the words. Those are. Or it could be, they're so bleeping mad. Yeah. I'm going to bleep myself right there. <laughs> There's no need to say it. Yeah. Uh, another show that has a similar kind of theme song, though. Mm-hmm. I always make this connection. Home Improvement, which was on TV a little bit ago. We were flipping through the channels. You know, because that's like... You want to sing that for I want to sing that one, too. And then we'll rate... Review, subscribe, uh, <laughs> my singing. Um, that one's because that one's like, because it's home improvement and it's home improvement and it's home improvement. Because <laughs> 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 it's home. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Any also, yeah, um, what else? our podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about you, talking about me. I'm talking about TV. I'm talking about, oh man. I mean, that's a little different. Because it's not just saying like you, me, and TV over and over. Right. But it has words, but there are no words in it. And so That's it sounds right. like the words that it has. But you can figure out what the words are. You can are. figure out the words. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they can't. Yeah. You know, now. I mean, cats out of the bag. Why Speaking are they the so cat, bad? Where's... Isn't in it? That's true. Yeah. Where Where is our cat? She's just, she's not interested in the podcast no, tonight. She's not. Oh, well. <laughs> what else do we want to say about. Mad Men. Any other quotes that stood out? One quote that I didn't mention that I had written down here from the show. It's a quote by Sal. Um, Sal's the Italian. Did we point out that he's a closeted <laughs> gay man as well? No, we didn't. So he's but... a closeted gay man. His big idea for the cigarette ad was a, a man in his hammock shirtless smoking a cigarette that just says relax. That was oh, Sal's idea. Okay. Um, so, so that's our hint. That's our hint. <laughs> and then a little bit after that, he says a quote though where he's this is when they're talking about the death wish thing Mm -hmm. and Sal says so we're supposed to believe that people are all living one way and secretly thinking the exact opposite that's ridiculous and that's another instance of that just silly irony which applies to him being closeted but also kind of applies to everyone oh it really does in the show everybody is like everybody's hiding something pretending to have this kind of the Donna Reed lifestyle What's the Donna Reed lifestyle? <laughs> like the 1950s sitcom, like perfect family. Okay, okay. Kind of. I didn't thing. know what the Donna Reed lifestyle was. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you that that's what it is. But How can I get the Donna Reed lifestyle? You have it. Oh, thank You're you. You're married to me. Oh. Yeah. Are you as beautiful as Donna Reed? I hope. I don't know what Donna Reed looks like. Donna Reed is. She's in It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. I'll look her up. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say though, right before that, is the facade is a, is about to crack, you know, for all these people. Right. Well, not right, all these people. Which is the um, Netflix description. <laughs> also, I liked um, another quote by Sal. I don't have it written down, but when they're at the strip club and they ask Sal if he's got a girlfriend, he's like, "What do you think? I'm Italian, aren't I?" <laughs> it's like that. That didn't answer the question, <laughs> or did it? And I don't know exactly what that means because I'm Italian, and does that mean that I have multiple girlfriends? Because that's what it sounded like. That is what it sounded like. I don't have any girlfriends. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one girlfriend. What? Huh? <laughs> um. And uh, anyway, 
Um, so th- this show too, um, you know, we would definitely watch it. Um, one of the things is if the show was released today, that's on my list of things that we could talk about for our shows here. Uh, oh. I don't think it would do as well if it was released today. I don't think it so. It depends. I feel like <laughs> if it was on HBO, maybe. Maybe, or, or Netflix, maybe. I guess Netflix. I just wonder if people would just not, like it almost has to be put into a prestige slot, you mm-hmm. know, because if HBO was like, it's Sunday night, and it's, you know, the lead into Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's this show called Mad Men. Because, uh, I mean, even not saying it's a similar kind of show, but Matthew Weiner had the Romanoffs, which was a anthology series, which had a lot of big stars in it. Mm-hmm. And it was on Amazon. And I, I personally only watched the first episode and didn't love it. I watched, I think I watched all the episodes. I only liked one episode of it, to be honest. But even so... People weren't really, they were kind of talking about it, but also kind of not really because it was just kind of got lost in just the stuff that's on Amazon. Now, sometimes Netflix things do really break through, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it would have, but I think too, it probably would have had to be shorter amounts of seasons maybe because a lot of times now things with limited series and stuff kind of wrap up a little sooner that they, they, we can't just, you know, do that slow burn of what's going on. What of like twenty two episodes a season? Yeah, although I don't think this one was twenty two. I think it was more like thirteen, something like that. The if, la- I think the last season didn't have. I think it was a two. Many. It was a broken up season of like seven and eight or something like that, or seven and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it would have been the huge sensation. Although this was AMC's first original scripted programming, as far as I can tell from looking stuff up. Well, so it really changed the game. How do you think it would hold up in the Me Too era? Because it's interesting. Because obviously it's set in a different time period. But is it going far enough in? pointing out the 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 change that should have happened well i don't think it that makes sense i don't think it's i don't think it glorifies any of the negative things they do obviously don draper seems really cool like that's true (laughs) but it's obvious that he's complex and he doesn't he doesn't seem to like doing some of the things that he's doing and i don't think he doesn't seem to like himself right and he obviously he points out how bad Pete Campbell is, you know, and some of the things that he mm-hmm. does. So I think it would hold up. I don't think people would say like, this guy's terrible. We can't watch this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's, there's nothing in it that is particularly, I guess, like, um, you know, there's nothing problematic about it. Like the stuff with the Jewish guy and all that kind of stuff. It's not like, whoa, that's problematic. They're just portraying what's going on. You know, I, I don't know if the women in the show have enough complexity to, to hold up in this era. I don't know though, I'd because say. especially just in that first show, that first episode, but um, Peggy mm-hmm. is pretty complex. We'll find out later that Joan is really complex. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's enough female characters, maybe, although we do find out that, uh, I that don't know if we Roger's daughter is fairly them. complex. Yeah. Um, we but, get we get hints of the of the female characters' stories, but I don't I do think this I was think a, if the show were made now, we would see more episodes that were centered around those characters and we're seeing more perhaps or we would like that we just talked about true detective here and a true detective is like just two guys doing what they're doing yeah true detective (laughs) is problematic (laughs) so um anyway i think we can wrap it up right there right yeah i think so i think i think that's that so as far as um our podcast here we've got new episode Every Monday. Mm-hmm. Next Monday, we've got, uh, which is March 11th, which actually, by the way, March 10th is uh, John Ham's birthday. Yeah. So happy early birthday to John Ham. Yeah. And happy early birthday to you, Mike. Oh, thanks. Your My birthday's birthday is, coming up too. It's tomorrow in 
podcast time? I think it's in two days in podcast time. Oh, okay. Yes. Two days in podcast time. Two days in podcast time. So it'll One be Saturday. One week in real time. Yes. Yeah. A week in a day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What day is it? Um, <laughs> it's cool. And um, you can also, so the next episode we're going to be doing is Veep. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm I excited Veep. for Veep. Oh, man. And yeah. then uh, after that, the following uh, day, the following Monday, whatever that is, the 18th, mm-hmm. um, that'll be Friends. Yeah. Ooh. That's exciting. Um, you can follow us on social media. We're at You, Me, and TV on Facebook, You, Me, and TV Pod on Twitter, and You, Me, and TV Podcast on Instagram. And um, you can find us, hopefully, well, you found us because you're listening to us, but we're mm-hmm. on iTunes. We're everywhere. Uh, please subscribe and rate us. Give mm-hmm. us a good rating. Give us a review. That would be awesome. Yeah. And, um, is that everything? That's it. Oh my gosh, Gia. This was wonderful. Yeah. Your second episode. We did it. There's no crying babies, no crying cats. Yeah. Well, hey guys, we'll see you on Monday. See you then. Uh, bye. Bye.